You're listening to the Hopped Up Network. The show you're about to listen to is part of the Hopped Up Network's growing family of craft beer podcasts in the U.S. and Canada. I think it's great. Find this show and others like it at hoppedupnetwork.com, the spot for informative and entertaining craft beer podcasts. I love it. I love you guys. You're listening to the Hopped Up Network. You're listening to the Pints and Provisions podcast with Evan, Mark, Ryan, and Dan. You're listening to the Pints and Provision Podcast with Evan, Mark, and Dan. Oh, I forgot someone. I can't remember. Is no, it, is no, it mar- sweet? no marsh. Is it no sweet marsh. tropical? I haven't really um, it is. It's gotten a little hint. I haven't really gotten too far into the scotch. I have a, yeah, I have it, a can be, it can be kind of cool. I, I once That's bought... The, the people who like the real TV and smoky is what? Right, like I have a bottle of Laphroaig, and it's like sucking on the ashes from the fireplace. Well, this... Daniel, this is the Fireside Chat segment of the Pints and Provisions podcast. It was... A couple of weeks ago, I don't, had you ever heard of uh, Mike Zoller of porchdrinking.com? We did his interview last week and he's a Chicago-based guy and he's got a lot of interesting insight and background. I, I hadn't heard of him, but I, he's, you know, he's right down the street, not, not too far from here. Yeah. So, you know, I, I'm a bit, I love the Chicago brew scene. So, you know me. Yeah. It was fun to get to talk to someone like him who has a fairly uh, ad, you know, admirable presence on social media with, I, I, I just can't, I don't have the fortitude to put that kind of effort into videos and TikToks. And I'm always like, I'm too old for TikTok, but yeah. Yep. Um, don't go down the, don't, don't go down the rabbit hole. I'm, I'm not planning on they it. Say, so, they say. uh, yeah, Chicago, we talked a lot of Chicago beer and he's a big fan of Goldfinger. Have you had any stuff from Goldfinger? Yeah, I so I, I saw that I saw the post, listened to the podcast. I actually took some of that to Mark uh, a month or so ago. Nice. Um, I had I think I had their German Pilsner. Yeah. Yeah. I think yeah. I had the same one, orange and white can. Right. Yeah. Yep. I had that one. Really good. Uh, one of my guys uh, that works for me bought, bought it for me for Christmas. Got me a yeah. case of the stuff. So a mixture. A mix a mix a case. I like the excitement, or at least there's more excitement with lager beers now. I mean, Dovetail I think has continued to make its present presence known in Chicago for being such a formidable lager maker, and I think Goldfinger's doing a little bit of the same. And people- yeah, now now that you say that, it was definitely not Goldfinger. It was that one. It was Dovetail. Dovetail. Yep. Oh gosh, dovetail. Yeah, it was dovetail. My bad. Yep. Yeah, they're right off like the brown line, apparently. Yep. Um, Yep. And they laugh that they're they run everything that they brew through a cool ship, which um, you know the the um, terroir or flora there is right off the brown line. (laughs) So it's not like at Allagash where they kind of hope that the you know the 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 trees and stuff right outside of the brewery uh, brewery house kind of 
provides the terroir, but it's mostly the brown line from the Chicago um, commuters that supply the terroir for dovetail beers. Mm -hmm. The brown line, interesting, interesting line. Yeah, 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 I don't know what that means. Uh, you just don't, I mean, I have found myself on it late at night coming back from meetings, you find some interesting cats. Okay, is that just because that it's way. specifically from a certain area? It just constantly runs a loop and back, right? So around oh. and around and around. So yeah, yeah. Um, but anyway, so well, we we should do beers, our favorite beers, or if you want to do your scotch of the week or whatever. But beers of the week, um, if you need a second to think, I'm going to throw mine in there for um, Allagash White, which. I used a online ordering service called Bev, B-E-V-V, and you can order from places that are allowed to ship to your zip code. And there was a bottle shop in Massachusetts, and I was able to procure some Allagash White, some Allagash River Trip, which is like a Belgian session ale. And then if you've ever heard of Spencer, brewery is the only Trappist brewery in the United States. It's in Spencer, Massachusetts. And I got some of their just sort of Belgian um, Belgian ale, and it's great, wonderful Belgian ale. So I've been really hitting up the Allagash White that I had, which always is literally one of the best beers I think that is made in America and probably as beloved and uh, been around for a long time. That's like, that's always been your kind of go-to in a buying drinker, right? Oh yeah. Allagash White. You've talked about that on many podcasts. Yeah. And if you can procure it, of course, it's great. And I will always, I will always remember, never forget when I was at that brewing conference in Maine a couple years ago now, gosh, it's almost three years ago now. And all the brewers that came, all these brewers that make hazy beers all the time, like, um, you know, the Trillium Brewer, and all they wanted to do was drink either Pilsner's or Allagash White. Because they know. They know, you know, what's good, what's always good. And, you know, we got to brew with the uh, now brewmaster, although he wasn't the one that came up with the recipe, but the now brewmaster from Allagash. We got to tour the Allagash facility. It's just, you could drink it day and night, any day of the week. And it just hits every every note that you want it to. Those are the guys you take advice from too, right? Hey, this is a good beer. You should drink it while you're brewing. Okay. Yeah. Bye. Yeah. They're not sitting okay. there drinking okay. barrel aged stouts for, no. you know, yeah, they're like crushing Pilsners and, and Allagash White. Trust me, go with a 5% beer or less <laughs> while you're doing this. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so I'm, I'm going to go with a, a spirit for my, my drink of the week. Um, so last week, uh, right when I got home from Florida, right? So I was experiencing the, when I left, it was the first snowstorm of the year in Chicago. Uh, we were getting like a light dusting. Turns out we outran a storm. We drove and came back to, I think, 30 inches of snow. Oh yeah. I bet you. Um, Cause it was nine, nine straight days of accumulating snow. Um, had somebody shovel my driveway for me while I was gone. Did an okay job, I would say, right? But I was kind of buried in. Didn't give me a walkway to the house. Uh, but one of the guys that works with me, uh, it was random acts of kindness week at our company. Mm -hmm. uh, so he went to a 
uh, a bar in Glen Ellen called Common Good. Okay. Uh, which I which I believe, and I, I'm open to be corrected, but I believe it was the uh, the bartender from or the head bartender from Longman and Eagle in the city, which is like a notorious brunch spot, right? Been there, been there. Amazing spot. Um, he came out to Glen Ellen, um, back to his Western suburbs roots and started a craft cocktail joint. Um, and so the random acts of kindness, because this guy knew that I was driving 15 hours was to drop off two cocktails, like in a little to go jar to go bottle. Uh, and I, I popped what was what they call the stoic survivalist, which is, uh, ingredients are Armagnac, Fernet del Freight, Frate chartreuse benedictine and bonal so perfect for those people who like sazerac and view carré so it was like a spicy kind of earthy really good it tastes like rough and rugged balanced tastes classic convinced he or she would win an arctic solo survival show that's <laughs> how they say it and it was like the perfect like you know, after you drive 15 hours straight and I did the whole drive, right, with the kids, Steph, in the, in the car. And I just got home and I was like, this is perfect. Like, it was the perfect warmer drink for a, for a cold day. Was that like, was that a whiskey-based? Yeah, so it's our Maniac, so it's kind of like cognac. All right. It had sort of, a, sort of like a, a spice to it, which was just really good. So, so it says, you know, put it in the freezer for five minutes. So I set it outside for one minute because it was five degrees <laughs> and then brought it back inside and cracked it and unpacked and drank that. And it was absolutely perfect. Oh, absolutely that, delicious. Nothing so. hits like a nice, perfectly made cocktail. And now that bars are at least allowed to do curbside cocktails and stuff, this is opened mm -hmm. a whole new world for us. Um. Does yep. it, if I'm, if I'm not mistaken, the one time I went to Longman Eagle, there's the breakfast that includes a PBR with it. Yep. Yep. I think that because, well, they do the, um, oh man, we're going to have to look this up. It's the, uh, so it comes with a uh, Bloody Mary, I think. Right. And it comes with a, I think they call it in Wisconsin, a smock. Right. So it comes with a look like a, like a little, like a little chaser of PBR. Yeah. That's what it was. Yep. Little tiny thing that they, that they bring with you. And sometimes you dump it upside down in the bloody Mary. Uh, other times it's meant to be like a chaser. If you had something hot, you know, if you got a hot bloody Mary, Yep. something like that, but I, I forget what it's called, but it's a, it's like a sidecar, right? They call it sometimes. And then they, you know, but it, they give you a bloody Mary with a little beer next to it. Yep, that's what I and I remember the brunch was phenomenal and we waited for a while and I don't think I felt the best that day cuz I my, I probably went to a concert or something the night before. Yeah. Up here yeah. so. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's Well, that's fun. We had there was a place in Traverse City over uh New Year's that we went to in order to take out pizza that um did cocktails to go. Yep. And, and they came in one of those not necessarily a crowler, but like a screw top aluminum crowler. But, you know, I'm all in for craft cocktails to go. Yep. Yep. This one came in like, a, you know, end up being the perfect, perfect amount for just, a, you know, a rocks glass. Um, so probably, I don't know, four or five ounces. You just pour it over ice and it was absolutely perfect. The other one was a gin drink that he gave me. 
a little too sweet for my liking. I mean, it was like a, almost a syrup, like and strawberry gin. And yeah, it's a little much. It was good, but yeah. And most of those things are probably things you would never have around, like some of the ingredients, some of the... No way, yeah. Like the spirits no and stuff that they'll add to a cocktail that if I did buy, I'd probably use once or twice. Yep, yep. I mean, if you if you look at, I think I think it's twelve or fifteen bucks for the cocktail, and it's every bit of that to make it yourself. Oh yeah, right. Yeah, because right. you have to have the stuff there. Yeah. Um. Good. Yeah, good on them for getting that, and good on um, America for allowing craft cocktails to be a part of our lives now, and and to go, to go craft cocktails to be a part of our lives. We're coming back. We're coming back. Uh, and and you're not going to be able to take that stuff away from us now. Now, once, once you can do this this way, there's no going back. You can't, yeah. there's, no, there's no take backs. Yeah, no take backs. Um, I think it's been a pretty interesting craft beer news cycle, at least lately. I mean, Pliny the Younger came out once again, um, online sales, et cetera. And um, our good friend uh, and co-host Ryan was able to procure one bottle. Obviously, um, he always uh, finds a way. Always finds a way, and we'll see when that. I think it was about a year ago that I had. I think he did get two, and it was amazing. So it'll be fun to see that um, hopefully pop up again, uh, unless Ryan decides to drink it all of himself, which I wouldn't blame him. That is still still considered my white whale. I've never had it. Never been out there when they released it. Did not even put my name into the hat for it. Um, but I've, I've been to the brewery, I've gotten Pliny the Elder, you know, at the source, but the younger is, you know, you have to be, you have to be pretty fortunate unless you're Ryan and then you just find a way. <laughs> and even, even, even at that, he had a very hard time, but, um, I recall it being just as bit worthy of all the excitement because it still strikes a wonderful balance of sweetness bitterness on what you expect from Pliny the Elder and just sort of amplifies it in younger. Yeah. And it's in Amazing. the perfect it's in the perfect format. So you get, you know, like a true pint out of you it. Just prop, you're propping me up even more and making me wish I had it. It'll so. it'll 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 hopefully become available at some point to the masses. But they, you know, they're continuing to pump that out in pretty huge quantities, at least from their new facility out in California, which, you know, that would be. Yeah, so isn't, aren't they, <clears throat> excuse me, aren't they, isn't it very random? Don't they have a brewery in, so it's in Northern California and then in like Pennsylvania, right? No, no, their new place is in Windsor uh, out in California. So it's still in wine country and they brew everything there. They still brew a few things at their old brew prep, brew pub in Santa Rosa, which is where, but I, but I, th I think the only place that they distribute, right. Is oh. in the area. And then they distribute like in, in it's Pennsylvania, somewhere on the East coast, very randomly. It's like two States. You can get it. Most of the time. I think if you got into the online drawing or whatever for younger, if you didn't live in California, you can still have a proxy pick it up. So it's one of those things where I think California residents can get it shipped to them. But outside yep. of that, you would have to have somebody pick it up for you and then ship it out. Hmm. But yeah, there might be Not a lucky. weird, yeah, there Not might Ryan. be, 
there might be weird states here and there that you know distribute and i think that that just to the laxity of all the, the laws lately some of these beers you could just basically get anywhere sometimes you know random places will start being able to distribute in random areas yeah so i'm, I'm just looking up on russian river brewing the site right so you can get it in california the western states you can get it in colorado and oregon and then you can get it in philadelphia it's the only only states they distribute to so like it's far west coast far east coast nothing in between Good well luck. i mean yeah i mean philly's a great beer town so you know maybe monks there's a, there's a lot of great beer towns in between though yeah i agree you know you I mean, stop could... off at one other spot you know I mean, at least, more. at least Chicago, at least. Yeah. Chicago. Yeah. Um, I say, I sent you this picture earlier, but the absurdities in beer that continue to occur that kind of questions like where, why are we here now? Yeah. Is that yeah. snake snakehead stout from Chesa, Chesapeake real ale brewery. And um, basically we'll have to post a picture of this. It includes, and I got this from Worst Beer Blog, and they always uh, <laughs> go for the absurdities. But if you can use oysters, why can't we use snakeheads? And it literally is a dead fish that they put into the mash. I'm not. Well, and I'm not interested. You <laughs> no, know. No. Um, and you know, it's like the. Uh, you know, not to get like too nerdy on the podcast, but let, let's do it anyways, right? So the snakehead is like this very invasive species, right? It eats everything, right? It came over from, I think, somewhere in Asia and is now kind of invading the Southeast and Florida and the bays down there. It literally just eats everything. So it's one of those fish that if you catch it, you're supposed to kill it because they just crush every local fish in the area. It's kind of like the Asian carp from back home, right? Yep. In Peoria. Um, so it's like, it's like a company, the brewery is trying to be on the forefront of finding an outlet to try to make money off the snakehead. And it's like, I feel like there's a lot of, there's a lot of space to work with between catching it and putting it in a, in a beer, right? Like there's a whole lot of like, could we make cat food out of it? Could we make this? Can we do something? But they're like, no, let's go straight to beer. I have zero interest in tasting fish in a beer. Sorry. <laughs> Chesapeake, 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 real brewery. No, thanks. Yeah. It's just, how do you do it? How do you do it and make it taste good? Pass. I, I don't know. know. There was um, the Vale once did a brewer beer that involved um, putting Chick-fil-A chicken strips in it and it was an ipa and i don't think anybody could really taste no. chicken strips in it but why do that i don't know i mean obviously we're but, talking but about because, it. because it's because it's chick-fil-a i'll probably try it right yeah. i would probably try it you know and and I, i'm guessing the play on that was let's sweeten it up a little bit and get the chicken and waffle taste right but like snakehead no thanks. Like I, I just I'm I'm not in for that. It's an ugly, nasty fish that they put yeah. into a beer. Um, I mean, it was, one of those, it was one. I'm I'm still nerding out on you, but it was one of those fish that was on river monsters, right? Uh, like okay. It, it will literally eat anything. Like it will just bite whatever it sees. So, um, maybe, maybe it drinks beer. 
they were they were they were coming from a you know they're trying to make the argument that okay we can put oysters in beer but you know oyster stouts they kind of do that for the calcium content the there's there's a minerality to yep. stouts that or I mean to that that lends itself well to stouts and so well i think it was a probably just a big pr stunt but anyway yeah it worked because we're talking about it and you know if worst beer blog talks about it then it's probably news yeah <laughs> making the news somewhere here we are i mean there are Facebook beer. and the pints and provisions yeah there are what is it there was another brewery that came out with a buffalo wing ipa yeah yeah no thanks that's, that's just hot sauce right i mean they just added hot sauce to it yeah yeah well yeah hey i heard that little pop there <laughs> yeah well, i guess it's more like this <laughs> there you, go. There you um, go. So, did you see how uh, much fun Tom Brady had after the Super Bowl? I did. Uh, avocado and vodka, apparently. <laughs> even even his even his fun times, he still has to be on the TB12 diet. Wow. You know, it all um, went it went straight to his head. But good on him. I mean, he deserves to have some fun. The the, the guy cares has well put it this way he has so many lombardi trophies that he's willing to throw it across the bay in miami and not not worry about if somebody catches it because he goes you know what i'm worth 500 million i'll just go i'll just go scuba dive for it he'll or just, i'll pay somebody to go get it he'll just go buy another one i'll pay somebody to go like to go, go die for it what would have happened if that fell in I think, I mean, I think it would have been a disaster, a PR disaster, but I also, I also think they would have been like, yeah, let's just park right here for a second. Somebody go get it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's, you, they would go find it. It can't be that deep there, but it was just amazing that he, 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 you know, he's, I've gotten into many, many arguments with friends of mine who can't stand Tom Brady, but that's just because they hate the player, not the game. Right. They just hate the player. Right. Which in his case, it's like, hey man, it's hard to argue that he's a system quarterback when he goes to a new team and wins the Super Bowl in the first year. You know, he's a guy, the guy's elite. He's an unbelievable winner, but he throws the Lombardi Trophy with enough accuracy for his receiver to catch it. It's the perfect way to put from one boat to another. From one perfect boat to way, perfect way to put the icing on the cake of Tom Brady's career. But it sounds like he's going to run it back again. And yeah. he's he's older than we are. Well, yeah, like you said, you can dislike him all you want. I don't have one way or the other. Sure, I would have liked Kansas City to win because I'm a Midwest kid. And, you know, I do like Patrick Mahomes a lot. But come on, it's Tom Brady. You're you're going to be running uphill the whole time. Yep. Good luck. And nothing. Good luck beating that guy. Nothing went well for the Chiefs that night. Nothing. Right. right. But, you know have a few vodkas and toss that and you're a hero, but. With avocado, of course, which I've never so, thought about doing, but. Avocado in vodka? Yeah, I, I, you know, I, I, his tweet, which was just, you could tell he was just plastered because it was like capital letters here where they shouldn't be. Then it was like avocado, avocado, vodka, get ya. And so I think he just like, kind of like you have, you know, vodka lime i think he just throws an avocado in there to make it healthy which i'm not sure that that works but good on him okay it's a thing now apparently i 
I guess, you know, as far as drinking goes, I, I mean, I drink beer, I drink bourbon and cocktails because I like the taste. I like, you know, tasting different things. I like flavors. I like exploring flavors and vodka just, it bores me. I don't get it. I don't, I don't, I know people who drink like vodka waters, vodka tonics, and I don't get it because there's nothing to it in terms of taste or flavor. I mean, because truly, yeah. right, good vodka should be pretty tasteless, right? Yeah, have almost no taste to it. You should feel like maybe maybe the slightest little like, oh, yep, that has alcohol in it. That's I mean, it. like, that's the kind of thing where one one day at the pool in the summer, my wife ordered a vodka lemonade and three lemonades. And the waitress forgot to put, you know, like the colored straw for the vodka one and the non-color, and she couldn't taste it. And we had to take them all back because my wife was, of course, afraid of one of my kids getting drunk. At yeah. Ellery starts taking a drink of the uh, vodka lemonade and doesn't know. <laughs> so I, I guess I don't. I find, to me, vodka represents joyless drinking. So maybe so I'm wrong. I, no, I agree. I, I would agree with that. But I think in a guy like Tom Brady's situation, I think that guy at 43 – he has to be like so careful with what he puts into his body that I think he's just like, yeah, if I was to drink a beer right now, it would be a disaster on my body. So he's like, give me one thing that I very rarely eat and one thing that I eat for every meal. So give me vodka and avocado (laughs) and I'm good. Right. And and, And it turns out that like, who knows how much he had to drink, but like he was, stumbling all over the place but it was like good for you man you're 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 enjoying it looks like you're enjoying it for the first time in your career at 43 looks like you're having fun yeah no i get it like it might come having a beer you know like this could throw the whole ecosystem of off you know his constitution his you know he's gonna have bad muscle aches or something like that i get it uh i guess I guess I like to work out in order to enjoy my beer. Yeah. He likes to work out. He likes to work out in order to win Super Bowls. Not the other way around. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. He likes to work out to win Super Bowls at 43. And you're like, I like to drink beer. So I go on bike rides. Yeah. So, so I can eat really good food and have a drink and then I don't have to feel guilty about it. So, Yeah. yeah. um, Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, it's, 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 it's a time where you see a guy like that, have a little fun. And I'm glad that he, he can show that he can have fun. Yeah. Cause you just yep. don't see a guy like that looking like he's having fun all the time. Right. So right. he needs to have fun and, and Tampa probably more than buff. I mean, uh, Boston is a place to do that. It's actually called Tampa Brady now. <laughs> I like that. That's good. That's Tampa good. Brady, Tampa Bay. Yep. He actually, he actually, uh, he, uh, what do you call that? What, he bought the rights to that, right? Or he oh. said like, you know, uh, what's the word I'm looking for here? He trademarked it? Trademarked it. Yeah. When he signed with Tampa Bay, he said, I own Tampa Brady. I own Tampa Bay. Like he, he bought all of it so that people couldn't like own it and put it on a shirt. All right. That's why well, the guys with a half a bill. Yeah, exactly. 
And Tampa, in its own right, is now a premier sports city. Oh, yeah. Almost, did, almost, almost swept the entire thing. High, hockey, uh, baseball, and now football. Yep. They, they, so they won, they won the NFL. They won the Super Bowl. They won the Stanley Cup. And they finished second in major leagues. Right? They were runner-up to the... Uh, Dodgers? Dodgers, yep. And, oh. then, and then the Heat were in the playoffs last year. That's Miami. That's not Tampa. Oh, good point. Great point. Florida, though. Anyways, good point. Let's move on. No, 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 no. Don't. I don't think Floridians would let you confuse Tampa with Miami. Correct. I, that's why I want to move on. That's why I want to move on. Yeah, you you don't you don't want Florida man after you after that. Um. Well, it's gonna. Well, although this is a what we call what do we, what do we call this fool spring? Like this is sort of the fake spring that comes before another winter. Yeah. Um, it's going to be nice to get to breweries again, because being in the Midwest, we don't have the luxury of Florida where you can eat outside all year round. And since Illinois being the very conscientious conservative COVID state that it is, it's going to be nice once the weather gets better and we can get back outside and go out to eat and be around people a little bit more often. Yeah. So what, what's the, uh, what, what brewery, what restaurant, what trip are you thinking about taking first when you can? Um, you know, being, being that we were up in Michigan now, once in the fall, once in the winter, I mean, Hoplot hasn't skipped a beat up there, but that brewery, and I've talked about it many times before is just truly built to, thrive in this kind of environment because yeah. it's nearly entirely outdoors. I mean, they have a small tap room and shutting it down did not cause them to suffer at all. Yeah. And then they have igloos. So in the wintertime, and it's just absolutely stunning, stunningly beautiful when snow's on the ground and they've got these igloos and they bring your food and drink out to you. You order it from your phone. Um, I hate to say it, but I want to go back up there again and experience every season. However, I want to make it back up to Chicago. I want to go to Dovetail. I want to go to Goldfinger. I want to go to, you know, the Chicago breweries or even heck, I want to go back down to St. Louis, go to side project, go to, um, um, uh, narrow gauge and, you know, places like that down in St. Louis. I mean, yep. Around here in Peoria, Bearded Owl has been doing really good at pumping curbside out. And there's a time or two that Mark and Brian and I had met outside at Bearded Owl on their back patio. They had some heaters. So, you know, the local beer still flows fairly good there. But, you know, I want to I want to take like a weekend trip. I want to get up to Chicago. We'll go to St. Louis. Well, you got a place to stay. Um, You you know me from one of our this is this is way back throwback, probably to one of our first 15 episodes where Dan loves Michigan beer. Yeah. Uh, I, I just want to go up like the Western coast. Episode right? five. I, was it episode five? I thought you were doing the Michigan hand, right? So I want to go up, you know, the, the Michigan, you know, the Western Michigan corridor where you can stop right across the border. Three Floyds just closed, right? The brew pub. So I, I don't really get that, but I kind of do because they're bigger than that now, right? The, with the distillery and stuff, but like that was my that was my jam, right? It was across the border in Indiana, then head north. 
um, mm -hmm. and do Saugatuck and head up to Grand Rapids and New Holland and, and just hit the breweries all along the way. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, you know, more is five minutes away from me. Moon Whistle has been open for, you know, growler fills and you can get beer to go and such, but you know, just being able to go sit at the local places will be a ton of fun again, right? Like just being able to go watch sports at your local joint and get fresh beer right there will be super fun. And so that first, and then, you know, playing some golf up the Western side of Michigan, and then we'll be back to normal. You should uh, stop at that Waypost brewery that we had a, um, I had a guy up there send us some of their house lager. So if you're between, I want to get this right. I think it's, it's before you get to Holland, but Waypost, it's literally right off the interstate and it's more of a farmhouse looking place. And their house lager was, you know, they kind of make lagers, so light beers, they make some fruity yeah. beers. Um, that would be one to stop at because I'd seen the signs driving up that direction and I'm like, oh, you know, that'd be cool. But I usually got the family. It's usually like, we got to get there because it takes all day to get up there. But it is right off of the interstate and looks like a beautiful place. So it's going to be a great place to stop next time we make the trip. Done. I'll meet you there. But yeah, um, then you've got to get your your keister up to Hoplot because... Yeah, I do. Um, I do. It doesn't matter what season you go. I think that place is enjoyable. And the absolute best part about this is my kids love it there. Yeah. Like it's the not thing, like the only the only thing they've really changed about that spot is the the hands free menu, right? I mean they've they've been able to do their outdoor pretty much the same, except you just have to scan the code and they just deliver your beer to your table, right? That's pretty much it's almost it's almost better. That's great because before you would have to go in and you'd end up waiting in a fairly long line um, to get beer, and then now you can order your food. They'll you have to go get the food at the food counter and their food actually is really good. Like, and that's the other thing, my kids love their food. So they don't look at it as, Oh, mom and dad are taking us to a brewery again. They're like, we want to go to Hoplot. We love their yeah. cheese. We want to eat their fries. They have root beer and like home, like, I think it's like what we would call craft soda. Yeah. And so they can get like yeah. an orange cream soda. Yeah. They take yeah. the flavor and then they soda it for you. Yeah. And yeah. then from there, it's, you know, they, they've got a pretty standard beer menu. It's like, they usually have a stout, a session IPA, an IPA West Coast. Um, they have a hazy once in a while. Um, usually some light beers. I think in the summertime, they go through a ton because they have so much room outside uh, that, that they go through it pretty quickly. You get a ton of Chicago traffic up that way. And then you get the locals too. So the other one that I need to try, I think I sent you a text about this. So very randomly, two weeks ago, one of the guys that works with me sends me a text and it's Studebaker Brewing Company in South Bend, Indiana, right? Which is, I don't know, an hour, hour and a half from here. Um, and so for those of you who don't know, my last name is Studebaker, right? Family car business that dates back to the 1800s. Um, stopped making cars in the seventies, but there's been a restaurant in South Bend at one of the five brothers that came over from Germany 150 years ago. Right. 
Um, and then somebody just launched the Studebaker Brewing Company with the car logo as the logo for the brewing company. Nice. And so the guy that works for me brought back a, a growler, two pint glasses, a couple of shirts for me. And I'm like, wait, what is this? Did you, I, I, thought he, I thought he had stuff monogrammed for me. I was like, this is incredible. You made this for me. He's like, no, this is a working brewery right now. Um, and so that's, that's another one of those, like, it'll be a little out of the way on my trip up Western Michigan, but I'm going to go. And then I obviously have to be like, my last name is Studebaker. Isn't that so neat? Right. And they're like, you're like yeah. the hundredth guy that's done that. Um, but then just that type of stuff to be able to do that again, is just going to be so like, you know, it's refreshing already to see stuff opening up and vibrance happening again, but it'll be fun when you can just be like, you know, you're not getting the patrons aren't chewing out the, uh, the waiters and waitresses, you know, for following the law. Um, yeah, people just need but to it's coming. About that. It's coming. They need to, they need to chill, right? They're doing what they can. Yeah. It's not, they, they didn't make the rules, but if you want to enjoy your, your beer in your tap room, just suck it up, you know? Just oh, here we go. Your roll. There you go. There it is. Yep. That's it. Nice. I like that. It's very uh, Art Deco. Yep. Yep. So that, that logo that they have on there is the logo that they used on the Studebaker car from many, many, many years ago. So South Bend, obviously, that, that was where they did the production. So it's at one of the brothers' mansions. It's just, I guess it's just gaudy and humongous. Uh, it's been a, a restaurant for years, but now they tacked on a brewery, and I guess it's pretty good. There you so go. we should invite them on. We should talk with them. We should invite them on and... You know, I'll get, I'll get geeked out about, you know, being a Studebaker and, you know, like ninth, ninth generation of like, yeah, we don't even know anybody that's a Studebaker, but very cool that that's your last name. <laughs> you're, you're really part of the actual, like. Oh yeah. hundred percent. No yep. kidding. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I get in, the, I, I get in this, I get in this, like people who are like car people, like we'll get in like, no, you're not. And I'm like, I, every time I'm like, dad go get the book. There's a genealogy book. That's literally like thousands of pages long. Uh-huh. And then you can trace me back. Like it'll be like Kenneth Allen Studebaker married to Jane Vianne Stefan. And you know, his kids are Benjamin Allen, Rebecca Lynn, Rachel Leanne, Daniel Joseph. And then my younger brother's not in there yet because they haven't done like a census of it in a long time. But I'm like, oh, no, wow. this is it. Like not very many families have a book that's this long. that's published. Right. Wow. But I think I think I'm I'm either ninth or tenth generation. But the company went under many many years ago, so I'm not a Studebaker car trust fund kid by any means. <laughs> You've got to be at least like eighth generation, but then yeah, it, yeah, it's actually more like fifth generation, and then you're probably still in the money. But yeah, then and on, you're probably not. So. Um. Some car people apparently think sometimes that we named our, like, at least our two boys after cars, the Hudson and the Tucker. Yeah. And we're just yeah. like, nope, completely. Nah, no, nah, completely just, random. Not, uh, it's not so much random as it is unrelated. It's, yeah, true, true, <laughs> yeah. and unrelated. I don't, I, don't, I don't think it's random that you named your kids that. It's just unrelated <laughs> to any car. <laughs> like, if I named my kid Ford, it would be like, yeah, that's probably a car thing, but. Well, of course, you know the true car aficionados if they know what the Studebaker, the Hudson, and the Tucker is, you know. 
you can tell them whatever you want. You can say, yeah, they're car. They're named yeah. after cars. Yeah, totally. Yeah, my grandpa yeah. had a had a Hudson, had a Hudson, and that's exactly why we named him Hudson. Isn't Hudson the name of the 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 old man car on Cars? Yeah, because he's a Hudson. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And of course, they made a movie uh, called Tucker about the Tucker car, which was like a failed car company. I believe. Perfect. So yeah, you definitely named your kid after a failed car company. Definitely. Yeah. 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 Totally. Totally guess. related. And then Ellery came along and it was just like, whatever. Yeah. Um, no, I would, um, well, I guess I should, I shouldn't call, you know, up there in Michigan places that I'm looking forward to going to because I've been at. Um, but, you know, I think in general, you know, and even around here, it's like, I want to get back to going to poor brothers. Um, at least like podcasting there. I talked to, um, you know, Robbie, their, their head guy. And I mean, he's just is so, he's such an entrepreneur. He, now they have the kind of the, the barbershop, the true barbershop uh, kind of haircut joint that they opened up and that they're running, which is genius. Cause I think that I've been to a place like that in Columbus, Ohio, when I lived there, and, you know, you had like a couple of young guys who went through true barber school, you could get an amazing haircut, you can, they had like, you know, dirty magazines there, they, yeah. they had a bourbon shelf there, and they would do straight razor shaves, and it was just kind of like an old school kind of joint, and I yeah. loved it. I got some of the best haircuts I've ever got in my whole life there, and just had a ton of fun being there too, and uh Robbie's of course got slow hand and we just got slow hand barbecue this last weekend and with my in-laws I mean it was just a, a a knockout I mean it was so good my kids love it anytime you can make my kids super picky eaters I'm sure your kids are fairly the same if you can make my kids love an out to eat meal yeah that's, that's not fast food you win yeah you're you winning win. you win you do yeah. well so they, yeah, I, I'm. I'm ashamed to say, man, I've never been to Poor Brothers. That you remember, or that you? I've never. I've. I've not been. Well, Joe, not been there. Yeah, there might be a time or two that we were there and wanted you to come there, but um, yeah, that's probably what happened. Yeah. You you need to. Be uh, there. So, so so your uh, your experience with your barber, where you get you know the magazines of choice. Uh, there's a great spot uh, in the West Loop um, called Twisted Spoke, which has the most incredible bourbon array that I've ever seen. The selection is insane. Uh, but if you get to, it's like a biker bar feel. Okay. Uh, when the clock rolls to midnight, like on a Saturday night, it's time to go. Because they do, uh, I forget what it's called, but it's like the old gross smut videos. Oh, like I was kind of remember just being there, being like, "Yep, I'm leaving. <laughs> I'm out. I'm out. Yeah, this is not good. Not good." And I get what they were trying to do. It's trying to be like throwback and whatever. But like, I'm not about this. No, no, no. I'm not about it. I'm out. I'm out. No, it's funny that place in. I mean, I was in Columbus for a year, and I ended up always like getting a haircut like once a month because I wanted to go hang out there. It was mm -hmm. an old familiar barbershop. And they were kind of in this revitalized part of Columbus. They, I actually still commit myself only to the hair pomade that does this cute bouffant 
Mm-hmm. It's nailed it. It looks great. Every I have never strayed from the stuff that they had recommended. It's called Layrite. I still order it online because I have to have it. It's so good. So the that that this is, was this, this pod this podcast is taking a different turn. Now we're talking about now we're talking about hair products, men's, men's hair products and hair care. Yeah, but you have, was, beard oils that, you have any beard oil that you recommend? <laughs> I do actually. <laughs> <laughs> now that you mentioned it, I do. <laughs> you have to do that. Yeah, yeah. Es- especially in this mask environment where I'm like at work and I'm just like, I just want to. Yeah. I want to tear it off. And I'm like, no, I'm committed to bringing this back. I had gone like a whole summer. I got it. I, I could do this. I just have to oil more. I did. I had a, so it's been like, uh, we had to go back into like the history of our photos, right. To see like when the last time I was cleanly shaven was right. And I got to the point where it was like really unkempt and long and I get stragglers, you know, and they're like, gray and blonde so i'm like i just gotta i'm gonna trim it up and then i used a different rate like a trimmer so it was it was really short and looked bad right so i'm like i gotta start over i just gotta start over so i i picked it like i went down and yeah shaved and i looked at myself in the mirror and i was like what have you done like i came downstairs i came downstairs and it had been more than a year since steph had seen me so like more than half of my daughter's life at this point, she looked at me and she's like, who are you? Like, could didn't recognize me. My son walks up to me and goes, I don't like your face. I only like your mustache. And I was like, excellent. I, I didn't recognize myself in the mirror. And I was like, never, I'm never going to do this again, ever again. And so I had to like, the same thing, like the masks on, you're like, ah, it's better than looking like a fat naked baby. It's better. Don't do it. Don't do it. The struggle is real. I, because like in the, it was so funny. I mean, like in the spring, I laugh about like, well, at least we can somewhat just sort of not, I shouldn't say laugh about it, but look back at like March and April, at least in Peoria, where we were so locked down and we were like, I won't go anywhere with like, without an N95 mask on because, Mm -hmm. and, and at that point, coronavirus wasn't really even in our community yet. Yep. Oh, yet. And I was like, well, I got to shave because in order to get a proper fit with a mask like this, I can't have facial hair because that causes leaks and all this stuff. What if I have, anyway, I was like, fine, I'm shaving. And, and being in your, in your, your career, you have to be a little more mindful than anyone else. And I was just like, well, it just has to go right now. And so I shaved yep. it and I got used to it. It was fine. Yeah. My daughter who had never, known me without one you know kind of was just like oh okay that's this is different who are you you're my daddy but you look different and then i recently brought it back and my daughter unprompted to my wife said i like daddy with his beard better so i think i think i'm committed now um i'm gonna stick with it i'm gonna keep it keep it keep it around Hmm. never again yeah, this is the homebrew still. It, I still have a little bit. I'm waiting. I'm still waiting. Vanilla, lots of haven't coffee. Haven't had it. Lots of I cocoa. Had it. It's been that long, man. I haven't seen you in person in, I don't know, a, a year? A long time. year and a half? It could be a year. Probably since the last time I was at Bearded Out. 
Ugh. A year. Right, right now, a year. Uh, we need to remedy that. Have you have you been down to visit family? I have. It's been a little over a year. The last time I saw you was in your office. Oh, it was. So like a year ago, pretty much right now. That's probably true. I bet that was. Yeah. I bet that yeah. was it. Um, yeah. You 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 didn't go get LASIK done somewhere else, did you? Obviously, no, I did not. Yeah, <laughs> obviously not. Obviously well, not. We can talk off the record about that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, well, Puria's waiting. We'll 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 have you down sometime. Let's. Well, we'll get the weather better because I just want out. You know, outside activities just right now just seem better anyway, no matter what. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm getting tired of being stuck inside. Um, I want to be outside. I want to be at a tasting room, a tap room, sitting outside, being at Poor Brothers. Come on up. Ah, Come on up. Come poor on Brothers. Up. Poor Brothers out on the patio. That's what I want right now. I'm in. I'm in. Let me know when I'm coming. Um. All right. So that should be pretty good for at least the episode portion of this. So, cheers, Daniel. Always Cheers, good. my friend. Always good to hang. Always good to see you. Yeah, you too, man. Cheers. Let's do like a... Hold on, I got this. That works. That works. There you go.